0: We are live.
1: We are live. Back again, huh?
0: Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Chris.
1: Hey, how you doing, Abby?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How was your week? Come on.
1: It was it's been an eventful and busy week. So just getting it together. Uh yeah, improving every day, following up, getting it going, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Same here, same. Same here. for you,
1: huh? In the yeah. real world, right? In the real so let's world let's go ahead and get it started so guys i'm christopher bush financial advisor
0: i'm abby joseph your tax strategist
1: guys and i just want to walk you to another episode of the red line right so um let's go ahead and um, cure intro Vic. that's 100.
0: hundred we're back. Welcome guys to our part two of insurance as a whole. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's session and we are going to continue this session. Hopefully too, by the end of the session, by the end of the month, we'll have some amazing guests. Um, for you guys. Right? Right, Chris. We'll have some amazing, some guest speakers for you guys that also want to kind of like finish the session for us for life insurance, for insurance as a whole, not just life insurance. So what do you have for everybody tonight?
1: Man, I got a lot um, because again, it it always comes to me. So I was just thinking, I mean, man, this is, we, insurance is like a, such a heavy topic and um, man, it's, yeah, it's just a lot, you know, (laughs) so many moving parts. So today what I wanted to kind of focus on is last week you know for me we talked about a lot of the different types of Mm -hmm. insurance and we primarily focused on the life insurance side and Uh we talked about the different types and then maybe like how much how to assess how much you need and Mm -hmm. today i kind of wanted to break it down a little bit to help you understand how that actually fits into somebody's budget right um because i think that that's going to determine what type of policy somebody can have as well um one second no problem So then,
0: guys, remember um, last week we talked about um, the different type of life insurance. Um, This week we're also going to tap a little bit into business, right, business insurance. So um, uh, one of the questions that we get a lot is, Abby, um, how is business insurance or tax, right? When it comes to business insurance policies, your premium paid, um, the premium that is paid with your business insurance premium, they are typically a tax deduction. So as a business owner, if you have, you um, um, which is error of emission insurance, that is a deduction. If you have um, life insurance of your partner, the premium is a deduction. So you have, um, so the premium are typically deductible as a business expense, as long as the coverage is directly related to the business. So if it if it is a life insurance, you want to make sure the beneficiary is the business. Um, if it is um, um, if it is E&O, right, error of admission insurance, you want to make sure, again, that is for the business, um, that it is under the entity. So yes, that can actually be a deduction. Um, so you want to make sure that it's typically, that is directly related to the business. However, certain type of insurance policy, such as life insurance policy, may not be fully deducted. You want to make sure that life insurance policy is actually a partnership or business um, insurance policy.
1: Can you, also, yeah, Abby, Abby, Abby. <clears throat> Just I, I know we kind of touched on this last week, but I just want for our new people uh, for mm-hmm. this episode. Can you go just go back real quick about um, the difference between a, a life insurance or an insurance deduction versus then an expense? Um, I think that's a kind of huge. Always make sure that we cover it because some people think, well, just because something is an expense, that means it's also a, a deduction. And can you kind of clarify the difference on that?
0: No problem. Remember, whenever whenever you have um, a business expense, Um, even if it's, um, that is, that that is a deduction. You want to make sure that that expense is, um, is reasonably is reasonable and necessary. So, um the expense itself has to be related to the business purposely. So then let's just use the, um, the, um, the business life insurance policy, right? The business life insurance policy. The reason why that that premium is a deduction is because if me and Chris goes to business together, um, my goal is, um, is to make sure that my business is protected. Um, if because Chris is an asset to this business, right? God forbid, you know, Chris goes to heaven. Now whatever part of that business that Chris was handling is impacting the business as a whole, then it's important for me to have, um, that policy. It's important for me to have that insurance. So that would be considered a necessary, that would be considered a necessary expense. So that would be a deduction. So the premium for that policy is a deduction. So we always want to make sure that regardless if it is a power, a, um, a life insurance or regardless if it is a um e and o insurance right Um or of emission policy, we want to make sure that those expenses are necessary and reasonable. Hopefully that answers that, Chris.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, thank you for that, um, Abby. I'm pulling one illustration, and I kind of want to kind of talk about on the expense side. Now that you're talking about expenses, let me pull it up for us. Uh, where is my PowerPoint? Okay, here we go.
0: While you're pulling that up, I one of the thing too is is uh, you want to also look into how um the payout of the policy right one of the questions that you'll find people ask is happy um is the payout of the of the of the policy is 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 that tax when it comes to the payout of the policy if the business receive an insurance payout due to a loss such as damage to property um or a liability a liability claim the payout is generally considered taxable income. So, so I own an accounting firm. You walked into my building. Sorry. (laughs) I own an accounting firm. You walked into my building Why you walked into my building and you hurt, um, and, um, or, um, um, I hurt myself or whatever, and now I'm getting an insurance payout that is considered a taxable income. However, though, the amount of the payout that is taxable Mm -hmm. will depend on the specific circumstance and whether the payout is for a capital asset or revenue. So this is where too, when you do receive that payout, you want to sit with your accountant. You want to also, even in advance, you, uh, If you want to have that claim, you want to talk to your accountants. You want to let your accountants know, hey, listen, I am about to receive A lump sum of cash based on um, a payout of a policy so then now your um, your accountant or your tax strategist they'll be able to let you know how are you going to be taxed on that all right so you want to make sure one you communicate and you are transparent a lot of time the reason why an accountant is so hard for an accountant to be able to help is because there's a lack of communication and there's a lack of transparency so you want to be able to be transparent with your account and let them know. Another thing too guys is captive insurance company. So some business may choose to create a captive insurance company which is an insurance company that is owned by the business. And provides coverage to the business. So captive insurance companies can have tax advantages, such as you able to deduct the premium that is paid to the captive business expense. And potentially you can actually reduce the overall tax burden of the business.
1: It's kind of like having, again, owning your own insurance company yourself. Right? Oh, right. So that's that's again, guys, so that's one of the high net worth strategies that, you know, the, that we're also going to get into um, further down the line. But th- that part is huge for business owners that have a, a huge gross re- revenue and they need extra mm-hmm. um, uh, tax deductions, like having a captive insurance policy insurance that they're creating again their own insurance, not just a policy, but almost like a company. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for, for their business.
0: That is correct. That is correct. So you want to make sure to you do you do um, speak with your accountant um, when regarding those things. So you'll know, you know, how your taxes are going to look like prior Um, tax planning is so big. And I know that's something that we'll probably start speaking about um, in the month of July. But tax planning is so, so tax planning is more important than actually end of year tax return. Your end year tax is is have is 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 half of the work tax planning is everything okay so that's one area the other area as well two guys is deserve- health insurance businesses it's health insurance businesses so your health insurance businesses maybe provide health insurance coverage to your employees let's just say i have um four or five employees in my firm and um and i want to um offer health insurance or i need health insurance for myself so health insurance business um, um, businesses may provide health insurance coverage for your employees uh, um or for yourself so you either can use like a group health insurance policy through a self-insurance plan but the premium that is paid can be paid by the business and it can also be a deduction. So it is tax deductible as a business expense and the employees may also be able to exclude the value of the health insurance from their taxable income. So it's very important for you to know, like, let's just say, um, um, I don't, I don't work a nine to five, right, but I need health insurance. So if I don't work a nine to five and I need health insurance, I need to be able um um to pay for health insurance and that does not need to come out of your pocket the premium for those policy can also be a deduction okay so if um if you're in an, an llc a, a contractor um, if you are um, an s corp if you own your own business and you need health insurance that also is a taxable deduction okay and i think the last one know. that i have for you guys
1: I'm trying to get my camera to work. For some reason, I I'm black. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry.
0: You're good. Um, the last one that I have for you guys is employer provided life insurance, right? If a business provide life insurance coverage to its, in- its employee, the premium paid by the business is a deduction. So if I, if I offer um, life insurance to any of my employees um, at my firm, that premium is a deduction so the premium paid by the business may be um, tax deductible as a business expense whenever you read irs publication you will see that irs always use the term maybe and the reason why irs use the word maybe is because every circumstances is different right even um i remember when i was taking my exam um I got. I'm. I'm. I, I, no, it wasn't my exam. I messed up on a return one time, and um, but I did it based on what the publication said. Like I literally did everything exactly how the publication required for me to do it. And Irs literally said back, came back to me and say, Hey, listen, you can't depend on the publication. <laughs> You have to do a lot more research than just the publication. One, the publications, a lot of them have not been renewed, so they are extremely old. So you want to make sure that you do speak with your accountant. And the reason why is because, two, your accountant has to do what's called continuing education every year. So whatever the changes, they're getting the up-to-date changes. It may not have changed yet on that publication. So you will find that IRS will say a lot may, may be tax deductible, may be an expense. And the reason why is just because, right, you had an expense, it doesn't necessarily mean that expense is a deduction. So you want to make sure that you do communicate with your accountant and make sure that you are able to actually deduct those expense. All right, guys. So we went over premium paid for business insurance, right? We went over insurance payout. We went over captive insurance companies. Went over health insurance. Um, um, how health insurance for you or for your employee are taxed um, um, are deducted. And we also went over employer provided life insurance. Okay, guys. Hopefully, if you um, um, if you guys have any questions, you can you guys definitely can drop it on the link, and I'll definitely can answer on um, them for you on a business on a taxable level how it is um, taxed. All right, guys. How are we
1: doing over there, Chris? Well, I don't know what's going on with my technology today, right? Um, there you <laughs> it go. Keeps on, it keeps I, on popping I, in and out. So I'm going to try to do my best to kind of keep on track. So I apologize, guys. That's no, what I mean. Good. we do it live, I got you covered. I got you You covered. did an amazing job, right? Um, so one thing that I want to kind of go through today is when we're looking mm-hmm. at the subject of um, insurance mm-hmm. um, and how much to pay for because I mean, real quick, and we're going to go share screen and we're going to go to Windows. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to here. All right. So check us out. So we talked about last week, Abby. When it comes on mm-hmm. the life insurance side, that's the part that I'll kind of stick on for a little yeah. bit because uh, I think that again, that's one of the 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 most financially purchased product, where well, the number one most understood. So we understand it the different types, okay? So and there's a lot of talk. You know, again, when you're when you're looking about, OK, what type of insurance do I get? A lot of times people are kind of confused about, hey, should I get term? Should I get a whole life? Should I get universal life? And no matter who you talk to, a lot of times there's going to be a different opinion on what you should get. Okay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. And for me, it, it really boils back down to unless somebody is talking about their personal financial plan, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to help people understand what they should have. Right. Yeah. I know for me, I know what 90, you know, 80, 90 percent of people should probably have based on their budget. Um, and, and I think that's what we got to get used to. OK, so let me kind of break. This, this is what I kind of saw. Um, I was kind of, you know, trying to get to understand what does a overall budget look like, because it affects what type of things that we do. Okay. So I don't know mm-hmm. how many people really do this, Abby. Right. When we're looking at our finances, truly, how many? I mean, let's be real. How many people really kind of have a go by as far as percentage of their household or break it down of how much money should be spent in every in, in, in these nine categories? Do you think people actually do this? No. Honestly, most, people, right? most, most people do it, don't. right? Yeah. 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 You, do you think that most people or let's even think about so most people from an advisor standpoint? um um they don't they don't for if you if you're an insurance agent most insurance agents don't go this detailed as far mm-hmm. as looking at somebody's total plan to figure out okay how much insurance should they have and how much should they be spending on a particular policy does that make sense yeah, that makes because, perfect sense right if they're not doing that they're sometimes they're, they're going to be doing the client a disservice Because Mm -hmm. you can say, hey, look, you should be spending $300 or $500 a month on this policy. Okay, but at the same time, how does that compare to what they're saving? How much does that compare to how much they already have into their emergency fund? How much Mm -hmm. they have into a short-term account? How much they're contributing to their 401k, right? If their Mm -hmm. company matches them up to 5%, are they maxing out the 5%? Are they maxing out their Roth IRA? See, see, there's so many different pieces that fall in place. So if I have somebody that's too insurance heavy, yes, it's great. People say, hey, Chris, I want to have... $3 Three million dollars worth of life insurance. Great. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we probably should. But at the same time, if if it doesn't fit your budget, then it may not be time for that much coverage just yet, right? So, All so right. one thing that I, I look at here, right? One uh, what, what um one thing that I look at here is like from an insurance standpoint, you know, it says, hey, look, from um health, medical, auto, life, it should be about mm-hmm. ten to twenty percent of your budget. Okay, so that okay. means that if, if somebody's if somebody's making fifty thousand dollars a year gross. Right. I mean, if you're looking at twenty percent of your budget should go mm-hmm. towards some type of insurance stuff, then you're looking at about ten thousand dollars. Correct. Right. A year. So normally, when you look at auto insurance for a lot of people, if they have a family, there's probably going to spend what two hundred dollars a month or so on auto insurance. What's the average? Somebody Google that for me in the chat. What's the, Somebody Google. Help us out in the chat. I should have did this. What's the average? Um, what's the average premium for auto insurance of a family of two? Right. Y'all can do that. Or, all right. So it's probably it's probably around like almost 200 between like what, 130 to $200 a month, Abby. Are you Googling it? Mm-hmm. About 1134 for the year. Right. About 1134 a year. So that's about almost like $90 a month or so. Yeah. And that's for a Family or individual?
0: Um, Individual. Let's individual. see. What about family?
1: Yeah.
0: What about a teenager in your policy? Ooh, Come on. Child. I
1: mean, that, that's that changes the game. Right. Ooh, so, Lord, so
0: I'm not ready for that.
1: Right. So think about it, guys. So if we understand. So when I break this down into insurance, the rule of thumb is this. About six percent of your gross income can go towards life insurance. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I actually made a mistake. Y'all. Lord, I made a mistake on this. Don't look. It's not five to ten. times. Okay, yeah, that is right. So and you also want the amount the amount of coverage to be five times, five to ten times the amount of gross income that you have. Or it's it's about six percent of your gross income. That's what I meant by that. Okay. Mm -hmm. so 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 think about that. If somebody is making fifty thousand dollars a year, right, and this is life insurance coverage outside the job, guys. If you have life insurance coverage at your job, that coverage doesn't count. Okay, it does like, not. When, right when I when I'm when I'm speaking with somebody, oh, Chris, well, I got insurance at the job. Okay, if you leave the job, what happens to that life insurance coverage? It, it well, it all, it
0: all depends on no.
1: Because it can can be portable, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning that they can carry it on with them. But most of the time, I would say 80% of the time, if you leave the job, that life insurance coverage goes away, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And if it is portable, normally the insurance coverage that that you're paying, the amount of money that you're paying per month is also going to increase, right? So Mm -hmm. it's just not, Mm -hmm. hey, look, unless you get like, you know, a lot of people have like, hey, I got insurance at the job, but it's really a, your own physical policy because you got Colonial or you got Aflac or it's just being deducted through payroll, but it's actually your own physical policy, right? But yeah. what, I'm, what I'm talking about is actually life insurance that your company gives you, typically three, um, two, three, four, five, 10 times your salary that you have at the job, but it's normally free or a little bit of money. That does not mm-hmm. count when it comes to life insurance, right? You always yeah. want to have a physical policy that you own, right that you can control that you're working directly with the life insurance company always have life insurance coverage outside of work right it doesn't count at work right definitely right so so when we're looking at this guys and we're trying to figure out okay well what type of policy do we do we have right well if you if you're no so it so it doesn't it doesn't make sense to get an extra insurance at the job i mean you again i'm not saying that it it the insurance at the job is good. I'm saying that it doesn't count when it comes to counting towards you having insurance because again, if you leave the job, the insurance goes away. For instance, I had a, I had a young lady. I um, actually did her mom's insurance for a long time, and her mom was like, "Hey, daughter, you need to go ahead and get life insurance." She said, "Well, I don't want life insurance. I don't really believe in life insurance. I have it at my job." Um, she was she was 27 at the time, Abby. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? Fast forward six years. She was 33. What happened? She called me back. She said, well, Chris actually got diagnosed with breast cancer, and now I, I, I'm not working at that job, and now I don't have life insurance coverage for my kids. She has three kids. So now mm-hmm. she doesn't have insurance at a job because she's not working. Now she got diagnosed with breast cancer. So typically when you have cancer, it gets super tough. Right. Yeah. For you to even get life insurance coverage. But she was for like, sure. well, I already have it at my job. See, that's yeah. why you want to be insured early on. Right. Mm-hmm. While you're young, while it's cheap, while you're, while you're healthy. healthy, while you're healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we do. Like, hey, Chris, I want to get insurance for my father. My father's what? 73 years old. OK, man, it's going to cost a lot of money for that to come out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's it's going to be quite a bit of money. Um, My day, um am what call it. Internet webcam is coming out. Let me see if it works again. OK, well. Right. So so, it's, yes. it's, so it's so important for you to get it while while you're young, while you're healthy. Right. So as long as yes. long term insurance is uh, also that for long term care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, and um, that's an interesting comment that you say, Charles, we're going to cover that. That's um, that's an interesting product to have. Right. I think yeah. it's um, it's a powerful product and people should have. But more and more, there's a lot of long, most long-term care insurance companies are not in business anymore, or most insurance companies don't actually provide a true long-term care option, okay? Um, Now, you know, it's number one, because it's super expensive, right? it's, It's really hard to underwrite nowadays. And I think it's something that everybody should have, but it's really a difficult topic to take because sometimes to get just a hundred thousand dollars of long-term care, somebody may be spending three hundred to four hundred dollars a month just on that, mm-hmm. right? To have a bucket of that of that amount of coverage. So that is an important insurance to have. But again, it's it's man, it, it's so based upon um this overall budget. And um, right, it's man, it's powerful to, to have it, but it is definitely expensive um to go through. So going back to this abby what i wanted to cover is that understanding that if you are, let me pull up my excel sheet uh, let me see if i can pull this up and maybe this will make a little bit more sense stop share share again share screen window y'all getting this all live it's not recorded like we got all this stuff you know <laughs> it's like why don't y'all have this together look this is like we on the like we're, we're doing it together right? So check me out, Abby. Okay. So let's say if, so if I'm saying, Hey, look, 6% of your gross income should go towards life insurance. Somebody's making $50,000 a year, right? That means that they technically should be able to spend around $3,000 a year for life insurance. That's 250 per month. Okay. So think about this. If you're, if you, if somebody gets a whole life insurance policy and they're saying, Hey, look, I want to put 250 per month away for life insurance. You're only pretty much gonna you're only gonna get around. Hold on, let me, I got that pulled up too. Hold on. Let me um go to my little cheat sheet. Um, you're gonna get around, yeah. If if you're spending again, this is this is a uh I don't know what's going on today, guys. Hold on. Y'all can see my screen though, right? Uh-huh. And we can hear you. I do not know what's going on. Okay, come back. So if if we're if we're making Let's say a whole life or IU a policy; those are going to be cash value policies. Okay. Now I'm just going to talk numbers today. I'm not. I'm not going to go too much in detail with the theory on things because I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be biased. I'm a numbers guy, so I want to look at the numbers first. But we can kind of talk about scenarios. But let's look at true numbers. Okay. And when it comes to death benefit, we're 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 going to look at it from a death benefit standpoint right now, and we'll go into looking at it from a savings standpoint or a secondary investments or a tier one and savings mm-hmm. vehicle, all that good stuff. But think about it. If you're having a whole life or are a policy, you're going to get what, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of life insurance coverage. Right. A roundabout. Right. So. So. So with that, though, uh, Abby, having two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. grand of insurance. But if somebody passes away, I mean, what what is two fifty really going to do for a client? Well, it can do it. Uh, it could it could it could it do a lot. lot. It could do. A, I mean, so it depends. Right. So, so, so if, if somebody had, uh, let's think about it. If somebody, the average income, think about this guys, what's the average okay. income of American household? I would say between what, 60, 60 like 50, to 50, 80. Somebody, somebody Google it for me. Right. It's again, the average income of a of an average household is like 50K, right? 50 K right. I think 57,000. Right. So, but again, if somebody passes away and they and they lose the income, let's say that's, that's 1,000. Yeah. 50K. depending but, on the but,
0: state but around 50 um, um 60, 59, 60. 60.
1: Mm-hmm. so that means Abby, if they, if they don't have any debt if they don't try to pay off the home if they don't have a home if they don't so mm-hmm. if they're just looking at it from an income replacement standpoint 250k is only less than how many years mm. it's only less than five years yeah or less again that's gonna be less so again mm-hmm. when when you only have 250 of insurance coverage let's say some let's say that family has a has a mortgage typically typically oh. in, in in most families when you lose when you lose a when you use a family, that's a loss of income. Yeah. Right. So if it's a loss of income, technically it probably took two people to cover the mortgage. Correct. So if it took two people to cover the mortgage, right, and then somebody passes away, now more than likely what life insurance is supposed to do, is you're supposed to have enough life insurance coverage to pay off at least half the, the debt of the mortgage, right? So that means mm-hmm. that the client can actually refi the home, bring the monthly payment down because now they got rid of that debt and they can stay in the home. But what happens most of the time? Because somebody, says so some people don't have enough life insurance coverage, right? They end up losing the home. Yeah. So, so that's mm-hmm. why again, when you're looking at the types of life insurance policy, yeah, I can give somebody a whole life policy for two fifty a month for two fifty a month you get two hundred fifty k. But do they really have enough coverage? Mm-hmm. Or temporarily, would I say, okay, well, if they got, if we got two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm sorry, $250 to, to work with, right, for insurance, then I probably can get them a term policy, right? I probably can get them a decent, like if they're 40, this is on 40 years old, right? If, if a 40-year-old mm-hmm. male can probably get, hundred, uh, you know, a million-dollar life insurance policy for probably about, again, depending upon the medical and all that good stuff, um, anywhere between 60 to $80 a month for a yeah. million dollars, right? Well, I'll even say, let me go back, because that's probably preferred plus. Let me say anywhere between, let me say 80 between $125 a month, somebody can get a million dollars of coverage,
0: Okay. So quick question. Can't we do a term and a whole life combined? Like, let's just say, can I do like, okay, let's just say I want a million, I want a million dollar policy. So can I do like a, um, a $500,000 term, right? And then a $500,000 whole life. And for the term, once the term hits, can it convert
1: to the whole life? Yeah. So we can do, we can do stuff like that. Right. So let's look at it. Right. So yeah, you can, you can combine it, but also I want to help people understand where, how they're combining it as well. Because again, Mm -hmm. if they're, if they're not saving enough, Abby, then me having, because think about it, let's say if somebody has, they say, Hey, Chris, I got 250. I want to get use 125 for term. I want to use 125 for whole life. Okay. That means on the whole life side, I'm at for $125 a month. I'm gonna get $125,000 worth of coverage, right? Give or take on the cash value whole life policy. So let's look at it, let's look at a compound interest calculator. Okay. Cause the mm-hmm. with a whole life policy, you're gonna pay that 125 your whole what? Your whole
0: Pretty life. Pretty much your whole
1: life. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So if we start off from zero, we'll say somebody's whole life from age 40 to age, let's say 75. So that's for 35 years, mm-hmm. right? And we'll say um, I'll do an easy, uh, I'll say an eight percent return, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll say 125 dollars a month. Okay. Check this, check this out, guys. I keep on going. Dang it, I go blacked out again. Did I? Yeah, one second. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is this is why it's so important to have a plan, right? Yes. Everybody like combo, right? Let's let's look at it. let's let's so let's take that scenario. Watch this, uh, Abby. Again, this is I'm 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 just going on the numbers, mm-hmm. right? Going on the numbers. Let's look at it now. Let's look at this. So if we say one twenty, if we got two fifty, we got one twenty, we got one twenty five on. Um, Hold on one second. We got one twenty. We got one twenty five on the 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 term side, and one twenty five on whole life. You're going to get a death benefit around a starting amount of one hundred and twenty-five thousand. But if you're just saying at an eight percent rate of return, you're you're saving that one twenty five after thirty five years. You got two hundred and sixty seven thousand dollars. So so after thirty five years, if you have a whole life, what benefit did a whole life do when you just could have saved an extra one twenty five and had two hundred sixty seven thousand dollars saved up?
0: and and realistically uh how old did you say they were again 40
1: I'm, I'm just saying 40 years old i said 40 to okay 70. so
0: let's say we're 40 right plus 35 so at 75 years at 75 years old all i'm thinking to myself is you know by that 267,000 is probably $5,000 value Right. With right. the way things are going, Chris. Yeah.
1: So, so that's why. Again, thirty-five years
0: from now, two hundred thousand dollars is probably going to be five thousand dollars worth of value. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So it's, it's still not a lot. Do you see what I'm saying? at so all. Why that's what I'm saying. Sometimes it's like, okay, do a combo policy. But let, what is the what is the true value of the combo if you're paying this your whole life? 35 years is $125 in this example. We're using a $50,000 example. Okay. But you could invest the money, have around $267. Now, at, 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 so now this is what I would do. See, now at 75 years old, I still want to have a death benefit, but I don't want to pay a premium forever. So what I would do is I would take this 267 actually make it into a guaranteed product with a guarantee death benefit with the floor, only upside potential. Then that way we now we just made a, a insurance policy for ourselves with no fees, no monthly payment, and th- that policy death benefit can continue to grow. So see, I would make it as an investment plan that's guaranteed with the floor, with a guaranteed payout and guaranteed growth versus me paying a life insurance company forever in a in a split plan. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Right. So 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 see it's about um it's about using. The, all the financial tools and the financial products that's what i'm highly suggesting guys you know if if you're getting life insurance you want to talk with somebody that's not just a life insurance agent right make sure that person has a, a, um, an, an investment license make sure they have an insurance license make sure they know how to do a financial plan because now we can plan this stuff out because i can make us um, i can make a whole life of iul sound good right but at the end of the day what do the numbers tell me right and I, you know again what are the what do the numbers say on that part okay? Um, does that make sense? Abby, Mm -hmm. right? So, so what, what can happen? Let me stop the share. What can happen? This is that 50 K. So as we, as we start to grow, right? From $50,000 of income, right? As we start to grow. And maybe we're making $100,000 a year. See, now we got $500 to go towards our insurance plan, right? So now we can make a little bit difference. Now we can, now now somebody, some people would say, hey, now we can squeeze in a a type of whole life because now I can spend $200 a month and have a million, $2 million worth of life insurance covered. So if something happens prematurely, right? Over the next 35 years or so, right? When I, by the time I'm 70, 80, now I know that that's going to pay out $2 million, right? But now it gives me thirty to 40 years to make sure that I'm investing Correctly, right? To make sure I build it up, makes sense. It, it goes hand in hand, right? So you know, if I'm started making three hundred grand, now I got eighteen thousand dollars to work towards an insurance plan, okay? And then we can kind of get into a place to where, okay, you know, some people are, you know, are infatuated with the the cash flow banking and infinite banking and Bank of You and those type things. But if you're if you're not able to fill the buckets of everything else. Right. If you're not able to have a fully funded emergency fund, if you're not able to have a a good short term account, funding your Roth IRA, funding a 401k, you have in real estate, you have income like that's not a that's not a product for that. I would suggest to for somebody that's starting out that's trying to get things going. Does that make sense? sense? There's other pieces that should be in place before then right what and have-
0: what what order though um sorry to interrupt you Chris what order would you say so i know in the beginning um in the beginning of our show we talked about budget and we talked about different type of accounts that you guys need to have um my question would be then what order uh what order would you think is would be in our audience best interest to start okay Do we start with um, the emergency fund first or do we need to start with the life insurance policy first? Or do we need to wait till we have reached that emergency fund amount? Then let's move to the next. Or should we be cutting our, um, our income to where, okay, a little piece goes to life insurance, a little piece goes to um, the emergency fund, a little piece goes to the um, money market. What, how would you, how, how would you, um, how would, in what order of importance would you say we need to have them?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's important. Number one, when it comes to insurance, you know, again, like, when you when you go get a car, you got to get life insurance, what the same day, right? Mm-hmm. Legally. Right. When you go get a cell phone, you're probably going to get cell phone insurance the same time, right? When you go get a home, the first thing before you even close in that home, you got to get more, you got to get insurance. mortgage insurance, right? So it, it's unbelievable to where we'll get between our, our car, our mortgage, our phone, our health insurance, you yeah. know, we'll get all those things the same day that things happen, but we always wait for insurance. Yeah.
0: That's true. You know what I'm That's saying? So, life,
1: you know, life insurance—you should get it when, like, yesterday when you are so, born. Yeah, when that, you like, were life born, is, mm-hmm. it is a non-negotiable bill yeah. in the household. Like, like I said last week, my dad said, "Look, you can cancel every bill in the house, but just don't cancel the life insurance." So, yes, for me, uh, having a life insurance policy—just even if it's something—it may not be everything that you want in the beginning. You may not be able to afford a million, two million dollar policy. However, mm-hmm. you need to have something in place, right, that fits inside your budget. Okay. And then you can always grow into having medical uh, more coverage over time. OK. And so, so, number one, that's important. Yeah. The second thing is having an emergency fund. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that because people say, Chris, fix my credit. Hey, fix my debt. Like, again, it's not about you fixing me. Fixing your credit is because the reason why you have bad credit is because you don't have an emergency fund. If you had an emergency fund, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't have used the credit card. You wouldn't have that's got right. out. You wouldn't have gotten into debt because you would have had an emergency fund set. So the first step of building credit is not just trying to finagle the system or trying to send all these letters. You got to change your money habits. And so let's say, mm-hmm. when I get a big tax return, don't just go pay off all your debt when you get a tax return. Right. Okay. If you have if think about this, guys, if you have like five thousand dollars that you got from taxes, mm-hmm. most people, they do what every year? They go back and pay off their debt every year with that same. Five
0: and then and then they use the same credit card all over again. Exactly. Well, why do you I never understand that? that?
1: Right. You all right. I never get that. Um, Right. So 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 what happens is you gotta pay yourself first. So have an emergency fund, pay off debt, right? But so you gotta make sure that you establish some type of emergency fund to where now throughout the year you're not go swiping that credit card. So I think having insurance is like a a, you gotta do that, right? I would say next step is having an emergency fund. The second step would be probably like paying off debt like, and even if you follow Dave Ramsey, I don't, you know, I don't mind like the first three or four baby steps of Dave Ramsey. Now, after that, it mm-hmm. kind of gets kind of, uh, I would probably yeah. have a little, little fight with him, right? Um, about what, what to do next. But again, those baby steps that he teaches mm-hmm. is so fundamental. And yeah. it's so, we can't, we, you, you can't look over that. Yeah. Right. I agree. Um, so I, I think if that maybe can help some people of understanding because is not just putting don't don't look at life insurance as an investment don't look at Mm -hmm. life insurance like it's supposed to do all these thousand things for you right like let's keep it basic like you gotta save and invest outside of your policy because again life insurance is typically a tier one asset it doesn't necessarily grow very quickly right especially in a cash value policy you know you may not be able to can touch the money or people Chris i want a policy i can borrow from okay first you need to have money that you can access in case something happens not just borrow like why are we thinking about borrowing first versus money that we can access
0: and i tell people that too it's not that again it's not that chris and i are saying that life insurance cannot become an investment um um for you but there are timing for it right so it it, it it can become that once you get to the level or the place where you know what you speak to your accountant we're looking at high tax liability we need to move money you know then let's talk about it. um IUL right um um so there is there I think there's places for things in the financial world. Yeah. Um there there's and there's timing for things in the financial world. So if I am 18 years old and I am in college um, right now, um, yes, having a um a life insurance policy is important and also start working on my investment. Right. Yeah. If I'm um if I'm in my forties, my my biggest deal is, you know, it's gonna be more um investment, a little bit more harder than anything. So yeah. there and, and it again it all depends on how our incomes look like, how
1: well, our incomes what's look the break, like. Yeah, what's yeah. that breakdown? And I think that's yeah. um um, I, I think that's so important to where it's the, it's the work that nobody likes to do is that yeah. percentages and a breakdown of, of their budget, mm-hmm. of understanding what you're spending. And, and unfortunately, guys, a lot of these things sound so sexy, but at the end of the day, you got to do what your numbers say. You got to do what the numbers say in, in, in your account, right? And um, understand, you know don't be in such a rush. To say hey look i want to have all these thousand different strategies to work for me because i'm trying to get ahead financially sometimes the basic the, the starting off with the basics is is the best thing right starting off small starting off you know understanding um how everything is going to fit and um making sure that you're just not spending everything on insurance but we want to make sure that we're investing as well and we're saving money um in different places so
0: i agree 100 percent um another thing too i highly recommend like the day serenity was born serenity with the day Serenity was born next week you know we got a policy for her um so if you have um your children's you know start out a policy with them early like you can literally get a simple iul for that child listen that will help them so don't wait till you get just like chris was saying don't wait till after you get sick for you to have the realization that you do need life insurance so your children's make sure you do have some life insurance for them and not just life insurance but you also want to have health insurance as well for them for, um, for you guys um i hope you guys enjoyed the show um now well, don't I, forget the whole me, series mm-hmm. go ahead.
1: No, no, no. I'm gonna That's see good. if I can, can find. You. I mean, no, I was gonna see if I can find one more thing to show. But go ahead, go ahead. Before, yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay, while you look for it, don't forget the whole series, guys. We're going to talk about insurance as a whole. So my homework for you guys is that. Let's start making this a norm, right? So when you finish, watch the show, I want you to start talking about insurance in your dinner table. I want you to start talking about insurance with your children. So I remember when I sat Serenity down and, and I was like, hey, listen, here are the documents. Here's this, here's this, is that. Um, and she's like, well, why, mom, why do we need all? It's important to actually have those type of, 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 um, of conversation as a family um, as husbands and wife, as significant other, and even with your siblings and with your parents. So start making these conversation a norm all around. So we do not have to do GoFundMe.
1: And I think this is actually, you know, one, one kind of example, I kind of want to show to another way to use insurance. Again, we talk about generational wealth a lot, and I think this is a way that you can start formulating it. Right. And this is where Mm -hmm. as your income grows, right. Um, you can start to um, build more generational wealth and really build out a plan with insurance, right? Yeah. So let's take it for instance, let's say my mom and my dad, let's say I have $250,000 of coverage of, of, of insurance that my mom and dad own, right? So they own the policy they pay for, they have their own insurance. Well, since I'm their son, right, legally I can own insurance on my what, on my mom and dad, right? So <laughs> now say that now, now I again, that's why it's so important to to go through this. So now, my as a son, I can say, hey, look, I can own 250k on my insurance, with my mom. I can own 250k of my on my mom, my dad that I pay for, it, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not doing this to. To make money off my parents we're doing this because we want to live a legacy we're doing this because we want to build an asset right mm-hmm. we want to build this is what, how you really build a family bank right this yeah. is how you really start to build generational wealth when you understand the power of this part here okay mm-hmm. so now my daggum camera went out I'm um, hold on guy <laughs> i don't know what's happening um uh maybe let's see. okay let me do it this way sorry this is some good stuff we're gonna we're gonna kill it um let me try one more time Man, I got. I think I probably just need to get a whole new computer, huh?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. It's not gonna work. So y'all can just go. I'm. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be. We can see.
0: Right? We can see oh, here. Okay.
1: So we can. Uh, we can do it this way. Mm-hmm. Right, we can see. We'll see Abby. Right. Well, can we make a through to see Abby? Right. anyway So so now so now now, god forbid my parents pass away right what's going to happen with an insurance that'll be about a million dollars worth of life insurance coverage okay now since we're gonna that million dollars of insurance coverage is going to go to a family trust yeah right we're going to we're going to set that up as a trust so that's a million dollars so think about this as 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 obtains a wealth and this is why we we talk about hey we need to shrink the wealth gap but at the the end of the day i don't think we can really shrink the wealth gap we can just participate because money has been doubling for way too long right We, we can't just catch up automatically You know, money has been doubling for way too long because think about it. So if you have a million-dollar life insurance policy that went into the trust for 30 years, just at a 9% rate of return 30 years from now, right, when my daughter turns 30, right, in her 30s or so, Boom. That's mm-hmm. the the family trust will be worth about fourteen point seven million. Yeah. Right. So then now we now we transfer that to the second generation. So now the second generation now that same now that fourteen million right invested now that goes about two hundred and sixteen million mm-hmm. right when my when my kids have kids right and then when my kids kids have kids boom that's three point one billion uh, billion dollars all because of what all because of one life insurance policy right yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, you know so so that that's the part that that makes sense and I'm not even thinking about the strategy to where OK, well, I, I just said that I can how I can own insurance on my parents. But now from the trust, the trust can now own another insurance policy on me. So now the yep. trust can actually pay for a $5 million or a $10 million policy, a $20 million policy that the interest is being paid for from the trust account. And now that when I pass away, it also replenishes the whole account as well. So see, guys, yep. that you're able to, build, um, um, generational. You're able to mm-hmm. build generational wealth and really have money somebody said a go fund me for a Chris camera. I got my camera's tight. It's just, my connection is bad on my computer. I got, I'm, I ordered a new uh, Mac, but anyway, so, so that's why it's, it's so important uh, to, to make sure that we do that and we have a strategy But guys, you can make sure that that's right. I, I mean, I just wanted to kind of show that for you.
0: Yep. And realistically, that's, that's an, that's an, an amazing start point point in building that generational wealth. Right. So we have to start having that mindset of not just present but having a mindset of those after us. I think the biggest issue I think we as a culture have, we only think of now. Uh, we only yep. think of present. Um, we don't think of uh, um, uh, the future of generation. So I think even as we have those, as we having these conversation, there's so many people until now that we are still doing GoFundMe for funerals. We, yeah. That is what we need to stop at. We need to stop at that. So I would definitely say, um, let's start, let's be the first to create that, to create um, um, that generational well, that door to open that door of opportunity for the, g- the generations that are to come and not just for present. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, good stuff. Yeah. I guess, so. that was a that was the last thing that i wanted to cover i know we're um we're almost cut on our on our time yeah. and of course my camera went out other oh, look at me no
0: you're good uh, and i absolutely can... agree with Marquise. the kids can learn to to be better with money so what you want to start doing with these children and even with my daughter you know um just her being um the only child um she's spoiled So, so it's important to start teaching them how to have a relationship with money, because if you teach them how to have a relationship with money, that money that you've left, you know, they'll know as well to how to continue. And you know what? You can also put some, um, some rules. Like I know with me, I put some rules and my rules are strict. So you can literally say, Hey, listen, this $3 million that I'm leaving you. All right. You, you you can only have one. The rest of the yeah. two is for your children's. So you can actually create guidelines for your. You can create structure. There's so much that you guys can do when it comes to generational wealth. We just have to get off out of the mindset of just present and then educate these kids from from the day they are born. As little as you can educate That's them on how to have a relationship with money. Yeah, I love it. Yep, I love it. Let's see, Um, do you guys have, okay, Brandon, yes, you can definitely email us at help at the come up, um, series.co. Don't forget, guys, the best way for us to actually bring you guys these education is by sending us your situation, by sending us your questions. So make sure that you do email all of your questions um, to us. And remember, this month's series is about insurance, so you will hear all about insurance from us. Um, I hope you enjoyed um tonight's show. Any last words, Chris?
1: man, I, I I think we said a lot today that um that should help some people. and um, yeah, I'm just excited to kind of get back to it next week. And again, like you said, put um you know, Vic, if you can put our email address up again just to make sure everybody has it. Um, maybe I need to tell Mark to like get us a website and stuff that they can just <laughs> click a link, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, one, yeah, definitely. Another question to someone um did send to us, they wanted to know, okay, if you guys actually want to work, um, if you, if you are looking into either Chris or our service, um, I actually do have a community that I serve. It's called Trader Tax 101. You can go at, um, at the relationship accountant. Um, if you want to be part of our community and in our community, um, we teach taxation, we teach you how to trade under entity, Um, insurance, um, budget, um, real estate, taxation, um, trading taxation, business taxation, um tax planning um, in our community in our discord or you can also visit us in our website or just send us a picture and we'll be happy to actually assist you both
1: perfect we'll yeah. be happy then, to
0: assist you guys yeah,
1: yeah. I just send me a message on ig or send me an email um i got some new things coming out in june that i'm pretty excited about so i think everybody's gonna be pleased so look out on june the 2nd yeah june 2nd look out um some new stuff from me uh, that's gonna come out so you guys will get a lot of great information uh a really great community to be a part of and we're gonna make it happen
0: All right, awesome well thank you guys so much for showing up we'll see you guys next wednesday i'm abby the relationship accountant and your tax strategist
1: and i'm chris and your camera my camera never works
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for joining us with the red line you guys have a great night see you guys next time
1: Bye.